Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hey, hey, everyone, the world is getting back to normal and WWE and AEW and Ring of Honor are all doing live shows again in a couple of months' time. Also, yeah, they released a lot of names again this week. I am Luca and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Mrs. Birthday herself. Happy birthday, Denise Salcedo. How are you, sir? Thank you so much, Luke. I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm half asleep. That's okay. I'm opening my eyes. I woke up today and I was like, Luke Owen, I'm <laughs> for you. Well, actually, I missed like 10 alarms today, but I made it. I'm here. Yeah, I, I mean, when we started doing the live version of this show, week one, it was like, do you know what? It's fine. I actually don't yeah. mind being up this it early. It's earlier, really good. Too. It was earlier. It was like 7 a.m. for me. Now it's an hour later. And I am and I don't know, somehow it's worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was going to say, you start to feel like it's now it's every time you come on, it's like five minutes before the show starts. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm late. I, I've literally only just woken up. And I know. I know. <laughs> I think today I got up at 7.15. So that should t- like I barely had time to like eat this and like get ready. But that was my fault. I went to sleep. Hey, I, right. I didn't even go to sleep late. Actually, I just decided not to wake up. <laughs> Some Denise. Sometimes we need those little lay-ins. It's like a little bit of personal time. It's a little bit of R and R. I think you're totally okay. Plus, it's your birthday week, so That's I think true. everyone everyone should let you off the hook on this one. They um, should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad you had a nice birthday as well. I saw your pictures. They all look very, very lovely. But we'll talk about your birthday in a little bit. We've got to get into the news first. And like this got announced literally like about an hour or so ago that WWE are returning to their live touring dates. This had been previously reported by a couple of people. Like Matt Men Podcast had been bringing this up a lot. And that's because the word was it'll be August time be SummerSlam, that's when WWE will be having fans back in the arena. Then AEW announced they're doing something in July. And kind of the reports were like, hey, do you know what? WWE's not bothered. They're sticking with their August plans. And then somewhere along the way, those changed. 
And now it's officially been announced that from July 16th, they're going to be doing a 25 city tour running date through Labor Day. Uh, the WWE on Fox Twitter account confirmed that WWE will have live fans in attendance for the July 16th episode of SmackDown, which will take place at the Toyota Center in Houston. As per Ryan Satin of Fox Sports, WWE will kick off the tour with three shows in Texas. The July 16th episode of SmackDown will welcome fans back before Money in the Bank on July 18th, and the pay-per-view will emanate from the Dickies Arena arena in fort worth the raw after money in the bank on july 19th will also air from texas with fans being able to be there live from the american airline center in dallas so if you're in texas like i don't know how i mean i think texas is quite big but i'm sure they're i'm sure all three of those places are pretty close together you could probably go to all three of them what is the other two places it's dallas and what else houston and fort worth so Fort Worth is in the Dallas area. Houston, I don't know how far is from Dallas. I think it's a little bit of a drive. I don't know how much. That's ah, fine. I'm sure it's fine. But yeah, so here we go. Fans live back in attendance for WWE shows. Like, And Money in the Bank is going to be our first WWE pay-per-view with, like, well, I suppose WrestleMania was. But like, this feels like it's... Like, WrestleMania felt like a special thing, right? But this is this is now a normality for them. Are you excited to see fans back? Yes, I am. I am excited because obviously, like, you know, this is something that we've all been clamoring for. We've all been wondering, like, when, what's going to happen and all of this. However, I don't know if maybe I'm just like ultra paranoid, but like all around the scope, not just WWE, but like everywhere in all walks of entertainment, things are opening up again and all of this. But honestly, I'm still a little too scared where I'm like, should we be this excited already? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I'm still a little paranoid about the fact that, you know, especially with everything going on in Tokyo, it's just like, I don't even know if I should be jumping for joy already. You know, like, it doesn't really feel like it yet. Although, obviously, I'm taking advantage of the fact that I'm vaccinated and can go places now. So that's nice. But I'm still kind of like, okay, don't get too excited yet. Wait and see how everything plays out. And then, you know, go with the flow, right? But I'm not surprised whatsoever that WWE announced their dates. You know, sad. Well, sadly for them, AEW did beat them to it. And they even had the, in their press release, they even promoted, I think, I forgot what the exact wording was, but it was something along the lines of the first major wrestling promotion yeah, totally, to start yeah. touring live. And I was like, oh, that's a dig right there. Um, but either way, like I'm excited. And, but this, here's the thing too, is that I'm wondering like those 25 cities, what it's 25 cities right 25 cities indeed. Okay. so i'm wondering which cities are going to be i highly doubt any of them are going to be here in california because uh we're i think we're like the only place that's still not running at full capacity like we have like things open you can go to baseball games and all of that stuff but i don't think any place is actually running full capacity yet so i don't i'm curious if any of those include any california locations I have no mm -hmm. idea. I kind of have a feeling they're not going to include any of those, but that's yeah. for me because I wonder whether or not I'm going to have to pay to travel all the time or if I can just wait for them to come to me. We'll see. Uh, but I'm excited. I just hope that all continues on the right path. Yeah, so like the, the 25 city thing, it's very vague. Like they literally just said it's 25 cities. Like the Fox account, even SmackDown on Fox or like WWE on Fox, or whatever it is, literally tweeted out. It's like, hey, where do you want us to go? As in, like, the, they, they've planned 25 dates, but they don't know where those 25 dates are just yet. All 25 dates be in Texas? <laughs> no. I mean, or, like, half be. Texas, half Florida? 
Exactly. I mean, he may as well. Um, and they've also said that um, NXT is staying at the Capital Wrestling Center. So that's not moving. Like, that is pretty much staying as is, as it currently stands. So, like, you know, for AEW, like, they've announced some tour dates and stuff and some live shows, but it really is just, like, they've announced that bunch. They haven't announced, like, what's happening much later on in the year. And, like, I mean, from kind of my perspective here in the UK, I still haven't had my vaccination yet. I haven't had my first dose. Although, hey, bit of news for everyone. It's booked in for next Saturday. Finally, Luke. Getting my Finally. first one. Well, it's because Finally. I'm 35. I like they've only just got so anyone who's over 34 is now allowed to get it done. You're so moving I was, so slow over there. We're Sorry. being very smart about things. My sister uh, already got hers and she's like 15. <laughs> she doesn't even need they it. They're fine. Up, they opened it up already for people for kids between the ages of 12 and 17. Yeah, so I've got my first one in uh, next week, uh, next Saturday. It's like May 29th. And then my second one on August 14th. So then like by by middle of August, I'll be fully vaccinated and everything like that. Which one are you getting? I have no idea. I, w- I won't know until I get there. They don't tell you in advance? No, I'll, just, I'll find out when I get there. They'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm assuming because, well, which ones do you guys have available over so there? So we have Pfizer and AstraZeneca, I think, are the two that we have. Okay. See, I took Pfizer and that one is, that's the 21 day one. So I'm like, I don't know. You do the math. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah so we got it's it's a it's a twelve week gap between the two things, but do you know what? I don't mind too much because it's yeah, all good. It, like gap feels really large. Yeah. Uh, question here: Will I be coming to SummerSlam? Probably not. Oh, do, uh, I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I ain't getting on no plane. I am Mister T over here. I ain't getting on no plane anytime soon. Uh, not so for a not little while. Coming yeah. to Las Vegas if it's in Las Vegas. No, I actually. Do you know what? Funny enough, I was in. I was in Vegas. Uh, I've got alert today to tell me the last time I was in Vegas was seven years ago today. I was in Las Vegas. You ain't missing much, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, so yeah. I, you know what? I used to hate Las Vegas, and then when that when like the whole pandemic thing happened, I was like, "Damn, I miss Las Vegas." I just go and walk around though, and just like gamble like five dollars of my money and see what weird stuff i see in vegas which is great but if it if SummerSlam is in las vegas i would be very excited because i only have to drive three hours i yeah i mean i think probably after july that's it for wwe it is just sort of back on the road it is back doing the house show loops it's back doing live events for raw live events for smackdown live events for the pay-per-views and things like that it's just getting fans back into things i think the only reason like here in the uk we're still like we are starting to open up now like sport events and things like that we're still being very cautious about things because we've just had this indian variance come in and that is like really skewing all of our data again. And there was like 20,000 flights that came in from See, India. That's what I'm afraid of is like, I know that's what Tokyo is de- dealing with the new variant. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know what the situation is here, but that's terrifying. And I'm like, Whoa. like, I have questions here, Matt. I have so many questions. That I was thinking about this last night. I was like, does the, and I'm sure I could Google this or whatever. I just haven't actually sat down and done it, but I'm wondering like, okay, am I vaccinated? But I don't think this would, this work for the new variant if it gets, I don't know. Is it here? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, like, so I, I agree with you. Like, I, it's exciting that WWE have announced these dates. It's exciting that AEW have announced these dates and Ring of Honor have got, like, they're having fans back in for best in the world. Like, there's some really exciting times. But yeah, I think we also need to kind of like take maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit to make sure that everything is fine, everything is safe, everything is running smoothly. Because, like, I'm, it totally makes sense now why Hell in a Cell was moved into May. 
uh, into June rather, because when they in like it was always pegged Money in the Bank was going to be in June, and then during Backlash they were like, yeah, by the way, Hell in the Cell's next month. And we were like, wait, what? Like, what a weird time to do Hell in the Cell. But now, like, it totally makes sense because Money in the Bank that is a really great. I, that is, you know, it's top five pay-per-view. And actually, I, I would say now it's top four because it's way more in, important than Survivor Series is in terms of like getting fans back into the arena so they can kind of see like, you know, us crowning some new people. And I think that Money in the Bank is going to be a big like reset point for WWE on both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, so that's going to be very exciting. So we'll see what happens. I think they made the right call, though. Nobody wants to first live event, Hell in a Cell. And you're like, I can't see what's happening. <laughs> so Cell's I too red. I can't see through it. That too. Yeah, they'd be like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, let's see what you have to say about this in the hyper chats. Matthew Makovsky says, yes, next week is weekly shows and double or nothing. Fans returning soon. But the thing I can't wait for is the Friends reunion. I honestly might be as excited for that reunion as uh, double or nothing. Could I be any more excited? I think not. Now, I, I mean, I don't know if I want to like, say anything too controversial like I did last week, where I was like, I don't think James Corden is funny because he isn't funny. And it's I have seen such a wonderful dichotomy between British Twitter and American Twitter of like all of my Brit like British followers coming in being like, I totally agree with you. James Corden is the dirt worst. And American Twitter coming at me being like, dude, he's hilarious. I don't know what he's going. I don't know what's wrong with you. That's like essentially our discussion that we had where I was like, what's wrong with you? He's funny. <laughs> but I saw, I, did, I saw the trailer for it and I got a little bit teary. Like, and it was, I, I'm glad that it's not an episode. It's just a re yet. Oh, well, it's good. I'm, it's confirmed now. It's not an episode. It's not like a scripted episode. It's just a chat. It's just basically them getting together and just having like telling stories and reminiscing with James oh. Corden. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. See, but it's just one like, like one hour special one, or two hours. Yeah, it's, like a, a, it's just so, one day special, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a bit like, do you know the Fresh Prince one that they did? So it's no, basically like, no. so yeah, they did one for James, uh, for um, the Fresh Prince. And it's basically like that sort of thing. But I'm very excited for it's it. It's the 27th, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, well, I'll have time to watch it. They literally chose <laughs> my day off, so yay. Dartrain said, I'll wish Denise a happy birthday since at least the Swap Nation didn't turn on her like Luke did. Happy birthday. Uh, Kareem, we'll get on to that in a second. Kareem says, happy belated birthday, Denise. Do you think the WWE creative died with the company going public and standardizing the creative process by cutting down on risk-taking for advertisers and shareholders? No, I don't think that. I don't think that. I, I, that's causation and correlation. I don't think the two are intrinsically linked. Man, I haven't heard causation and correlation in like years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that's what happened there. Lex Sells merch said, I'm with Denise. I'm fully vaccinated and I still don't want to go anywhere public without a mask, let alone a mass gathering like a wrestling show. Not yet, at least. Like, I think it's going to be a little while for well, people I'm to really feel comfortable. Or nothing. I was going to say, you're, you're going to eight hour plane. I didn't realize how far Florida was. I was like, damn, I was looking at the flights and I was like, eight hours and i can't eat in those eight hours well i don't know if you can or can't eat on airplanes but i'm not planning on it so i was like damn i'm about to be wearing a mask for a full eight hours and i haven't worn a mask for like a full eight hours i work from home so it hasn't been an issue for me so i'm a little bit like nervous about that but i think i'll be fine i'll just you know be I'll very be protected. I sean's take going nap. right nap 
Yeah. yeah. Sean's going, isn't he? Yeah, Sean will protect you. Sean will, Sean will be there. Oh, yeah, from the virus. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Have you seen Sean? Sean will kick its ass if it comes anywhere near anyone. He's going to batter it away. I fight the virus. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I'm just like, all right, cool, eight hours to Florida, and I'll be there for, like, less than 48 hours and then coming back home to L.A. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, well, let's get into your patron mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become well become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag do not email me i will just lose it bad at my job also need to put my teeth back in today apparently uh illy hyman says my question for you is when was wwe ever good people often say that it's the worst right now but compared to when the attitude era was massively popular but i've heard many people say they tuned out during ruthless aggression specifically the katie vick reign of terror period then people say 2006 2010 is really bad then you have the divas era then celebrity host era hornswoggle using magical powers heal michael cole then some kind of era like structure where they kept burying daniel bryan alienated cm punk overpushed john cena buried the nexus uh, i only started watching wwe again after wrestlemania 34 and quit because of the notorious hell in a cell what did i miss that was so great what a fan hoping for a return to 
Well, I don't know. After he went through all of that, I'm starting to think we were all wrong all these years. I've come to notice that everybody has different opinions on this. I think it's mm-hmm. really about what you're into when you became a fan, because my peak fandom was like between 2000 and 2005. That's when I was like this hardcore WWE fangirl where it was like, oh, my God, this is my life. And this is all I oh, uh, I was going to say this is my life. And this is all I think about. Yet this is my work life. <laughs> So I guess nothing's changed. No, but seriously, my period was 2000 to 2005. And I know that I've heard arguments where people are like, oh, that period was terrible. How are you a fan? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I was just there. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that even with all the errors that like Illy was writing out there, there's always like good things to find within them. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the reign of terror was bad, but the SmackDown 6 was amazing over on the SmackDown side of things. And people were like, ah, oh, you know what? The Divas era was terrible. I was like, yeah, but also look at this really cool, like, intercontinental title scene that we had over here. Jericho Michaels and all that kind of stuff. So there's always good moments to be found within WWE's bad periods. What so, was your hardcore, like, fandom period? When like, was mine? Really, oh, yeah. T- yeah, like 99 to, to 2000 and two i would say okay. like that was when i because i dropped off at judgment day 2002 when hogan won the belt back like that and that was when i tuned out forever until i came back in 2005 ish but like that was my i was uh you know i'm four i was 14 years old so i was like at my most peak hardcore fandom because it was like the coolest thing and everyone at school was into it as well and so like it was the cool thing to be into and then slowly but surely all of them dropped off until it was just me left and then like you should find those friends do you still know those friends by any chance i don't speak to anyone i went to school with (laughs) (laughs) call them up and be like hey so remember when we were all really into (laughs) to raw guess what Yeah, I don't speak to anyone I went to school with. Anyone I went to university with, I barely like. There's one person from university that I still speak with, and even then, we only like speak very rarely. I my oldest friend at this point is probably my wife, and I've known her for ten years. That's really nice. But yeah, I get it. It's the same thing over here, actually. Well, I still talk to my two best friends from high school. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I still talk to them. I don't talk from anybody from college though. In fact, I think like me and like maybe one other person are the only ones that even had a career in broadcasting. Like everybody oh, yeah. went into like a different career for like real estate or something. That's a smart move. Uh, Callum yeah, said- They probably you think- have more money than I do. <laughs> That's what I mean. I've heard there's a lot of money in real estate. Uh, Callum says, who do you think is next for Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell? I think it'll be Jimmy. Does that make sense from last year's Hell in a Cell? I think that they probably are going to do this whole thing that they did with Jey Uso, but their own version now with Jimmy Uso. So I will not be surprised if they do something along those lines. Yeah. You see, Tempest, I mean, Tempest, you know, he's a bit of a scumbag at the moment, but he's jumped in to say that his best friend have been friends since they were six. I love, like, I would really love that. I'd love to be able to say that, but but I can't because I just don't speak to anyone I went to school with. Like, we just all lost touch. And like, as basically as soon as I went away to university, that was kind of it. Like we were like, and we were like, you know, intrinsically, we were spending every single day together. The second I went to university, that was pretty much it. See, like, that's my dream. Like, I've always dreamed of having the ultimate female best friends. Like, I have friends, right? But I would say, like, my best friend. Like, the one that you see in the movies where they come to your house and you watch. I never had that. See, now I'm a little bit sad. Yeah, me too, but. But I've always wanted like the ultimate female friend. 
no boys. Yeah. <laughs> no boys. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, all my friends are mainly guys, like you, Sean, like everybody. Like, you're all guys. And all I want is a bomb ass female best friend. <laughs> there you go. Get your applications in, ladies. Uh, find Denise on Twitter. Uh, Callum, <laughs> by the way, actually, I, I will. Um, I'll do it now. I'd like to apologize to you, Denise. Because I'm. Oh, thank you. Hold on. Let me sit down, get comfortable with this apology. Continue on. So, if you didn't see our uh, backlash live reactions, I um I made a a comment, a flippant comment, if you will, um because Denise, I was actually putting Denise over in the in the chat because you no put one up mentioned poll. that. I I was putting you over because you put up the poll about what people thought of the WrestleMania of the zombie match. And so I was like, oh, Denise has put up this poll. This is like a really good like litmus test as to what people are thinking about this. So I put that up and you had quite a lot of votes on there. And I was we were going through the results. And then Ollie said, ah, yeah, but how many of those are bots? And I was like, none of those are bots. She hasn't even got 20,000 followers. And that was and that was when people started going snitch tag to you that I've been making fun of your lack of Twitter followers. Okay, see, I didn't even know what had happened, but I got several people that were like, Lucas throwing shots at you and it's one of you for not hitting 20k followers. So I was I was just minding my own business, watching WrestleMania backlash. And then I go on to the stream to talk to go defend myself. I have to defend my honor. You took me away from doing my job to go defend my honor. And Denise, Holly Davis, I don't think bots can vote. And if <laughs> I was gonna have bots, I would have 100k followers by now. So I would like to apologize uh, for the comments that I made, they were out of order, and I'm glad that we're friends again. Well, no, now I have a feud with Ollie Davis. <laughs> I'm gonna pop his butt cheek implants. <laughs> Also, I'm going to apologize as well because I still haven't got you anything for your birthday yet. Because I don't know, I, I, I've been freaking out about this for the last like two weeks, being like, I don't know what to get. Like, I don't, every time I think of something, you don't have like, to get me anything. I know, but I feel bad that I haven't. Like, no, I filmed you a, do not have to get me anything. Like, I filmed literally. a music video for you. I, I filmed a music what? video for what? you. I was going to like, I was going to do this like whole like dance routine and lip sync to a, like a Taylor Swift song. And I started and I was like rehearsing it and it was just real bad. So I was like, nah, okay, no, sorry. Now you do have to get me that. Yeah. Thanks. That's going to have, that's your assignment. It's due next week. Yeah. No, I was just like, yeah, I'm deleting that. No, I'm, just, I'm not airing that at all. I was going to do a really nice video. And Sean did that. And I was like, well, Sean did a really good one actually. And it was really <laughs> sweet and really nice. <sighs> So now you're I like, did. shoot, what music video do oh, I do? No. Now what can I do? Uh, but okay, I've got an assignment now. Uh, but to answer Callum's question, yes, I do think it'll be Jimmy at Helena Cell. Uh, Michael, back into the back on track, said, has Roman become the Shield's best worker slash member? What really held Roman back was his face run and WWE making him Cena 2.0. But ever since the heel turn and the tribal chief, his promos have been nothing short of amazing. His matches have been amazing too. The best of both worlds. Do you agree that Roman is the best Shield member now? I would say yes, with John Moxley coming in at second. I the exact same thing. Like I read that and I was like, no, because it's clearly Moxley. But the more like I thought about it, I was like, dude, I think you're right. Like I, because like as much as I love Mox and I love the stuff that he's done in AEW, there's no, ain't no one touching Roman right now. Ain't no one touching him. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'd have to agree with that statement. 
Uh, Peter Mullins said, uh, my question this week is what team or stable breakup genuinely upset you or bummed you out on a most deep level? Mine is obviously Team Danuk, closely followed by the Dudley boys in the 2002 draft, and most recently the Iconics, because you saw how much it hurt them IRL, uh, knowing it was going to be downhill with no plan for them at all. Yeah, what stable really hurt you breaking up? I don't know. I'm trying to think about that. Who hurt you? I don't think I have. I don't think I was ever deeply hurt. Do you know what? For me, it was the Shield. Like I, because yeah, I was never they... a big fan of the Shield, so that's probably. Oh man, I was so into the Shield, so so into the Shield. Like me and my buddies were like, Matt, like we were like, this is the coolest group. And like, they had that big like WrestleMania thing where they were beating up the New Age Outlaws and Kane. I was like, this group is the best. They've just had their face turn. We could do some really cool stuff with them. And then like, yeah, two months later, or like a month or so later, broke them up. And I was like, I am gutted that they broke this team up. So you're telling me it wasn't the spirit squad. It was did they ever break up? Did they do like no? I was just they just popped into my head and I was like, ah, <laughs> spirit squad. I think that then they get sent back to OVW. Uh yeah, so I think I'm gonna go with the shield for that one. Like I was I was properly bummed out when they broke up. And actually, like the undisputed era recently, I was really gutted about I wasn't them. Gutted about that either. See, I don't I don't know. I don't get like sad about things. It doesn't really be sad, but just like a, oh man, I was really enjoying that group. And I was kind of like, I was, I was really into them as an act and I'm, I'm now a bit gutted that they've broken up. No, not at all. No. Oh man, Denise. Um, do, 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 do. That Welsh guy said, this is probably a bit of a knee jerk uh, reaction from me. And I realize I am asking two people who aren't exactly his fans. But has there ever been a wrestler as eager to please higher-ups as The Miz? I genuinely struggle to think of a wrestler who's put up with what he has uh, has to do. Media meetings, celebrity matches, angles ending in uh, disappointments, uh, selling for zombies, without letting some bitterness out in an interview or on Twitter. And is that professionalism healthy in wrestling? Okay, so first of all, I think you and I need to clarify something, Luke. I think, I think that the viewers here think we hate The Miz in and out of the ring okay in the ring i'm not a fan of the miz i'll be real with you i'm not a fan outside of the ring i have nothing but respect for the guy for everything that he's done and all of like what he's built for himself and like the company guy that he is i have nothing but respect for that inside the ring out yeah i, I gotta agree with like what that welsh guy is saying here in, in his question which is just or their question which is just like it is yeah, like he is a professional guy. And that's why WWE trust him. That's why they always put him in these positions. Like you, like when Bad Bunny was coming in, who's the one person you put in there? Uh, the Miz. Like anyone could have done that great match with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, but like WWE trust the Miz to put him in that position because he's just gonna be able to carry that and do that absolutely perfectly to the nth degree. And yeah, you, that it's very, very commendable. But I, that doesn't make him be a guy that I want to see on TV every single week. And like, I, I'm, it sucks that he's out with an injury, but I think possibly him not being on TV, if it's as bad as it could be, and he's out for six to nine months, it could be like the best thing possible for him just to take some time away from being on TV so much. And he can come back and feel a lot more refreshed. That is true. Yeah. And I feel yeah. bad because I think it's like a lot of the positions that he's been put in is making me like, oh, man, the miss. Come on. Like, he did not need to be a WWE champion. I don't care what the argument is. It's a no. It's a no. It shouldn't have never happened. No. And he shouldn't have been feuding with uh, Damian Priest since January. Like, no, and that, that yeah. been since January? Well, the start of the Rumble. It started at the Royal Rumble and oh, Bad Bunny. And 
but like it was I, it was driving me insane and that's not his fault it's not his fault it's not morrison's fault it's not damien Priest's fault but like he was the guy that's in that position to like you know the anger almost falls on him and it's which is you know unfair but oh man like and that's what makes me not want to see him is because he was feuding with a guy that i, I want to see kind of progress up the card and it felt like he was almost keeping him down uh yes we're officially done with that apparently apparently, apparently. Well, I mean, apparently chris lily says uh hi guys happy birthday denise i'm writing this on the 18th i hope your birthday week is going well and my question is as you probably guessed alexa bliss related i see many people in excuse me i see many people including luke say that she's going for the tag team titles but i see it another way could this be a feud with shayna where they're going to split the tag team up and it's a hard reset for shayna if alexa bliss has a bray white effect and shayna becomes the badass we knew in nxt uh, I, I appreciate the the fantasy booking there, Chris, but I don't think it's. A th I think they're going after the tag titles, a which I, I think I put out on Front Street. B, if this is the way to get Shayna to be a badass, I don't want it to be through spooky magic. Like I don't think Shayna needs spooky magic to be a badass character again. Like honestly, I prefer Shayna to have the spooky magic, the voodoo be done to her. I prefer Alexa Bliss to come out with a little Shayna doll and be like Pokey Needles or whatever the hell these psychos do, and be like, <laughs> and be like, let's make her badass again. I'm cool with that, you know. I if I'm I prefer. Well, it's not that I'm cool with it. It's more of I would prefer that over Alexa Bliss and Lily as freaking tag team champions, Luke. And it's I didn't know happen. you had put that out there. And somebody told me about this, and I'm thinking <laughs> after what happened on Raw, I'm like, oh man, I know. it probably is gonna happen. And I think they're gonna win the titles. How can I defend that as a wrestling fan, as a fan of the company? How can I sit here and defend Alexa Bliss and Lily as tag team champions? I, I can't. I can't defend that. Uh, maybe like here, okay, so here is my stance on it at the moment. And this is why I pitched this. And, and this is why I pitched in the first place. It doesn't matter. It's like the women's no, it's it the women's tag it's the women's though. tag titles. The women's yeah. tag titles mean nothing at the moment. So you no, might as well put it on them now. Less than nothing, Luke. Yeah, well, I'd rather mean nothing than be dead and killed. If Lily and Alexa Bliss become champions, that's there's no coming back from that. That will forever be etched in the history book of history books. All right. I, I mean, dude, a 10-year-old won the tag titles. And it didn't at, ruin that legacy. At least it's an actual human, not a freaking <laughs> I just I think it's I mean, granted, it'd be better if it was the 24-7 title, but like, you know, it doesn't no it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Ever. No, it would be so bad. It would be so bad. Bad. Uh Lorenzo Lorenzo Hayes said, Why did Ollie get fake hair? He didn't get fake hair, he got a hair transplant. Um, and because you know it's it makes him feel good about himself, and that's that's absolutely fine. If that's you know that's that's the path that he wants to take, that's the path he's taking, and, and more power to him. So wait, he didn't do the butt cheek stuff? Like that's what I thought was happening. No, no, I think that was that was a dirty rumor that was spread by Sean Rossap. What a bummer! I was ready to get a good look at that. <laughs> Get a bite of that peach. Uh, <laughs> Joseph says, um, I learned through WrestleTalk that wrestlers in WWE have to do their full entrance the same way no matter what, whether it's coming out for a promo, coming out for a fight. My question is, 
Do you think this is a good idea? In my personal experience, it's made me really dislike Rhea Ripley. I used to be a fan of hers until that episode of NXT when Charlotte was attacking EO and Rhea was supposed to come in and help her, but had to do her full entrance with the stage poses and everything. All why EO's getting beaten up. After that, I couldn't help but think she's really lame. I didn't even notice that, honestly. Did you notice that? I, I yeah, I, I, I remember some people saying it at the time. Um, but like, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's w- you know- but you know what? Sorry. You know what always did kind of not make sense to me when somebody comes out to help somebody, but they cue their music. I'm like, how could you cue the music if they're supposed to be ideally, in theory, running from the locker room to go help this yeah. person? It's not like the music guy's like, oh my god, so it's so funny. Cue the music. That's always <laughs> been my head. Is there someone sat in gorilla position with a CD player who is just skipping through tracks until it gets to the person that's about to make the run? It's like, quickly, press play. See, like, it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, but no matter how skilled you are, there is no way if someone is running that you can easily cue their music. No, but it's like, it's it's a live event thing. WWE is a live event program. So, like, and when they buy, people buy their tickets to see people do their entrances. So, like, it is a way to... Get people to see the entrances that, they, that they've paid to see, which is why everyone does it. It's very goofy, yeah. but I, I I get why it's done. I, I've allowed myself to suspend my disbelief on this. Exactly. I felt I needed to bring up. It's never. Exactly. I, I, I agree. Um, I find actually I think there's a question coming up that you might be able to add that answer to. Uh, but first off, Wesley says, uh, hey, guys, I just want to throw my hat into the ring about something Denise said a few weeks ago. MJF has constantly been the most obvious heel and backstabber in AEW, and yet people keep trusting him. Cody trusted him when he was out and out an a-hole to everyone, and it cost him the title. Jericho trusted him, and it broke up his group. Sammy trusted him, and then Jericho got thrown off the cage. This doesn't make MJF look like a master manipulator. It makes people trusting him look like complete doofuses. Why the pinnacle trusts him is beyond me. Why do people keep trusting MJF? So with Cody, I would argue, like, I think that there's a big argument that can be made here. But with Cody, it was less about everyone was telling Cody, don't trust MJF. But Cody, it wasn't a sense of trust. It was a sense of believing that he could be a better person. Like Cody, like MJF wasn't manipulating him. He was those girls that could be like, I could change him. He's exactly, but I can change him. That's exactly where he was. He was like, look, I know he's a, he's a git and I know he's an idiot, but like, I believe that he can be a better person. He wanted him to be better. And, MJF then screwed him out of the title. That, that's on Cody. That's on you, dude. Everyone told you that he was a bad guy and you did not see it coming. And like with Jericho and, and like with Jericho thing, they were both heels. So I don't think it wasn't like Jericho trusted him. It's like, and I think with the Sammy thing again, it was pleading for him not to do it. And like, and I, as I said then, and I said this two weeks ago, if Sammy had said, oh, I don't trust you, just throw him anyway, like I think it would have made everyone look real, real bad. But then that's like the whole like swerve thing, though, that happened on Dynamite where they were like, everybody thought that they were going to turn on Jericho, the inner circle, but then they did it. So it's kind of like they knew all along. So maybe they were playing him. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. You can take that assumption, right? That was never really fully explained. But it's like, okay, so the inner circle didn't turn on him. I didn't turn on Jericho instead with MJF. So maybe there was always that belief that hey we can't trust mjf so in turn maybe they didn't really trust him they just kept their eye on him i don't know 
But yeah. it does make them look. It does sometimes make them look dumb, though. I will. It, it can that. do, yeah. I think. I think if if someone comes out and be like, uh, and is like, Joe MJF is my bestest friend, and he's never going to send me back and be like, it's, you know, it's what people always do with Randy Orton's character now. Like well, everyone feels like, don't team thing. with. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. He's like, don't team with Randy Orton. That guy turns on every single partner he's ever had. But Matt Riddle's there going to be like. I think he's all right. I think he's real cool. Well, there are those people, like genuinely in real life, there are people that can get along with anybody, even if you're like, I don't know, a murderer or something. I'm sure murderers have friends. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Exactly. You see uh, what I mean? <laughs> Alex Kirkman says, firstly, the fact that it was Damien Priest is unforgivable. It would have been better with our truth. However, was the zombie lumberjack as bad as everyone is making out? The show on a whole had something for everyone, and the zombie match was for kids. My nephew loved it, so did his friends. He thought it was one of the coolest things he's ever seen. As a wrestling fan, I can look past it and see it for what it is. Wrestling is full of ridiculous things, uh, so you have to watch it with your tongue firmly in your cheek. Also, I thought the production was fairly decent. Finally, it was a damn sight better than the kennel from hell, Punjabi prism, or money in the bank from last year. I would disagree with most of that. Um, uh, but like the, also I, the zombie match wasn't for kids either. That zombie match was for Netflix. It was to promote their movie. So you don't think it worked on kids? I think it did. I mean, I didn't have any kids watching with me, but I, I can believe that. Oh no, I'm not saying that they didn't. I, I want, my point was uh, like Alex said, it was made for kids. I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't made for kids. Oh yeah, it, it, was, it was not made for kids. No, it, it was made for Netflix to promote their movie. Um, but yeah, I could, I totally get it that the kids would be into it because like it's zombies and stuff, but it's like wrestling is silly. Wrestling is a very, very silly thing. It's lads in pants fighting each other. Like it's fake fighting each other at, at that. There's always been spooky nonsense. We've got a voodoo doll winning the tag team titles. Wrestling's full of silly nonsense. But it wasn't, but I'm 35 years old and I was watching it being like, this, this is making me not want to watch this product. See, it was, it was bad. I didn't like it. It was bad. And that's all I can say. I just feel like, though, that sometimes we do forget that maybe there's some kid out there that's going to be a massive wrestling fan in a couple of years who thinks this is great because i don't know why but i feel like that i mean i'm sure when like we were younger and we watched something there's probably other people that were like this ain't for me what the hell like what is yeah, it exactly. and for like the younger audience it was like oh this is cool yeah it's zombies and that zombies are you know uh, they were cool at one point they were cool like you know 15 years ago they're not cool anymore the whole they overdid the zombie stuff with all of the movies and everything and just zombies are lame sorry yeah, I I mean, I made my zombie movie 15 years ago. Is it 15 years ago? It must be getting on for 15 years ago at this point. Uh, but that's when it was like a still a cool thing to be done. I, I was still on the train when it was cool. And then I got off that train. So you were on trend? Oh, I was very much. I was on fleek, if you will, when I made my movie. <laughs> um, Nicole, and actually like on that subject, I remember when um, the, the Fiends, um, the the... Inferno match, the Firefly Inferno match at TLC last year. I remember like um, Queen Hannah talking about how that like she, her kids loved it. Like everyone else like on the internet was like, that was dumb. It was really goofy and assessing the other. And I was like, my kids were like enthralled by it. And that's the sort of thing that in 20 years time, they're going to be like, do you remember that Inferno match? That was so cool. Maybe exactly. there'll be some kids like in 20 years time, be like, do you remember that zombie match? It was exactly. so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it God, when I meet those kids, I'm gonna be like, you, you're <laughs> the ones. I had to review that. 
Uh, Nicole says, uh, Luke, are you a Deadpool fan? I enjoyed the two movies and I want to read the comics. Not familiar with them. Um, and I did a Google search and the ones that came up on the list, I, it's huge. Did you ever read any of them? And if so, do you have any recommendations of must reads? I, speaking of things that were popular 15 years ago, I was a Deadpool fan for a while. And then I, I got very bored of the comics and I was like, ah, this is the same joke every single week. And I'm, I'm a bit done with this now. And we used to have a running gag on the, the movie website that Ollie and I used to run. We used to do like videos for where it was basically just like, um, why isn't Deadpool funny anymore? And we went to a Comic-Con and we were doing like a live show, uh, not a live show. We did like a tape show thing from there. And I did a gimmick where I was running. I was walking around asking everyone in Deadpool cosplay why Deadpool isn't funny anymore to just try and get a reaction out of them because we thought we were cool. And anytime someone stormed up, I'd just be like, what do you have to say about Howard the Duck being funnier than you are? And that would just get them even more angry. So I can't say that I am a Deadpool fan. I think the movies are broadly, well, the first one is broadly fine. The second one's pretty terrible. It's not for, I don't think it's funny anymore. That's my take. So what you're telling me is that you are bullying Deadpool <laughs> fans? Luke, be a star. Be I know, right? Star. We thought we were so funny. We thought we were so funny when we did it. I'm ashamed. I'm really I know. Honestly, me and Ollie, we were there at the at Comic-Con being like, this is great. Oh, we're so funny. This is going to be a great video. And it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't? And it came out all right. Basically, like it was the, the a lot of it was funny. Me being the guy who was interviewing people in cosplay in character, a lot of that was a lot of that came out quite well, but not all of it okay. was great. Okay. Uh, Ricardo Holt said, "Glad I could spark conversation about my TMNT questions from last week. I have to know on your opinion on my other childhood favorites. What are your thoughts on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Denise, were you a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan? Is that the same thing as the regular Power Rangers?" Well, they were the like the original uh, Western Power Rangers. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what Power Rangers. I did not watch Power Rangers. That was not for me whatsoever. I was not into the kid action stuff. I um I, I loved it when I was a kid. I don't know if it, I haven't really watched it back, so I don't know if it massively holds up. But I loved it when I was a kid because, of course, I did. Like it's it came out in like ninety four, ninety five here in the UK. So I was like you know eight, nine years old. I was the perfect age to get into Power Rangers. My mum was terrified of me watching it because, what? well, because like all of our idiotic, we our print media in the UK is horrendously bad, and they were all writing these stories just like kids are jumping through windows because they're watching power rangers and like so my mom was terrified that i was gonna <laughs> exactly that i was gonna like jumping through windows because i was into the power rangers and <laughs> she was like as like and it's why i wasn't watching i wasn't allowed to watch wrestling either because she thought i would just try and imitate these things so like it God. was oh dude it was just it was the it was the it was the style at the time of the 90s um so my i was allowed to watch it but like my mum always had this, like, almost like, you know, on the, her back feet to be like, but if he gets hurt, then that's it. Like, that is, that is it. If you get injured while you're trying to reenact this, then we are done. But, um, yeah, I was like, it's, you know, it was fine. I didn't try and reenact anything, but I did very much like the, the show when I was a kid. See, I was never into, like, like Power Rangers, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wasn't into, like, uh, what was the other one? Pikachu or, like. Pokemon. Pokemon, whatever. I wasn't into that either. Like, I was never into that type of stuff. I watched educational programs. <laughs> I watched Mr. Rogers. I watched Barney, Blue's Clues. I was a PBS kid. 
<laughs> Boring, Denise. I, I, I was wanted watching... to work for PBS too. I was so excited about it. I bragged about working at PBS to everybody. I was like, oh my God. When I got there, I was like, I was a PBS kid. I'm so happy. Wait, do you know PBS? Is yeah, that what... we don't have we don't have PBS here. Oh, okay. Well, PBS was like the educational yes, like channel. Yeah, where Mr. Rogers is on and like those types of shows. So I was very into PBS. And so I was a PBS girl. And then I found out, well, I'll, I'll end it there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something. I was like, girl, PBS will probably sue you. Hey, you know, I loved Sesame Street when I was a kid. Yeah, and, you know, I Sesame Street, like all of that type of stuff. We, we've been through this before. I also love the Muppets. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm into that kind of like educational stuff as well. But also, I am I was a boy. So it was like okay. Street Sharks and it was Biker Mice from Mars and it was Turtles. Here's a question for you. Here's a question mm -hmm. for you. Were you a Disney Channel kid, a Nickelodeon kid, or a Cartoon Network kid? I, I didn't have cable. So I didn't have any of that. <laughs> that is so <laughs> sad it's like we had like so when i grew in the 90s i had four channels like and that was just like that was like the that was like the majority of the uk we had four channels and you had bbc one bbc two uh itv and channel four that's all that's what you had so we just i i had those channels up until well until they launched channel five in like 1999 and then okay, and then like annoyed. and then i run until like you know we got freeview in like the mid 2000s where i started to get some more channels uh, but like that's it. So I I grew up with four channels. So you like never knew of the Disney Channel? No. Nope. Um, oh, my wife like my wife was a Disney Channel kid because her parents had cable. So she so she saw that kind of stuff. But like I, it wasn't for me. Uh, but we got but all this all that stuff was on like ITV. We just got it like six to eight months after uh, Disney Channel did. I'm in shock right now. Like that is such a topic that like I always talk about with like people here like, oh, are you Team Nickelodeon or Disney Channel? <laughs> and then people are like, oh, let's Cartoon Network. And I'd be like, uh. <laughs> I was a total 100% Disney Channel kid. Like I lived and died for the Disney Channel. I will say of like all the shows that I now know that were like, so when we would get them and they'd have the little logos at the end, if it was from Cartoon Network, I thought it was better than any of the other ones because like that's Johnny Bravo and things like that. I thought they would have been a they, Cartoon Network kid. I, I, I think given the chance, I probably would have been a Cartoon Network kid. Although Disney Channel did have Goof Troop and DuckTales and Darkwing Duck and the like the Disney okay, afternoon. I didn't so. watch that stuff on the Disney Channel. I watched like the Disney Junior, not not Disney Junior, the Disney, like the Lizzie McGuire type stuff. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Hannah Montana, that kind of thing. Hannah Montana. I used to watch the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> I used to watch That's So Raven. All of that. Um, so uh oh I mean we've got another Turtles question. You're in luck. Stardust Aww. Crusader Overdrive said. Another turtles question for this week is an episode that you watch that you'll always remember. For example, mine would be the 2003 series where that episode is when Leo's fighting a character called the Ultimate Ninja throughout New York. I was remembering because the action, the music choices they put in that episode were awesome. Music alone honestly made me feel like Leo just wouldn't lose, probably wouldn't die. Uh, I mean, 87 turtles is my turtles. I wasn't really into the 0203 stuff, but like 87, uh, there's some. It hasn't aged very well really my friend and i were talking about this quite recently and i i love it from a nostalgia point of view but it does not hold up well but I, on that note there's probably not really episodes that really like jump out to me it's like oh that's the episode the 2013 reboot though mwah, chef's kiss is just <laughs> banger after banger after banger after banger pretty much like series two to the end of series three is just 
perfection all the way through. So many great episodes. In fact, there's an episode of the 2013 episode of 20, uh, 2013 series that's like direct references and, and parodies and like uh, annotations of Lloyd Kaufman's Tromaville and like trauma movies and stuff like that. So I like I was a fan of like this is amazing. This is rad. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm simply <laughs> banning these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle questions. We're done. They're banned. And I was 31 when I was watching that show. What were you doing in your 30s watching cartoons? Because they're good. It's like the new uh, that new Ducktales show. It's amazing. Like as a 35 year old man, it rocks. It absolutely rules. Okay, you gotta let it go. You gotta let the cartoons <laughs> go, Luke. That's it. Done. You gotta end. Sound it. like sound like my wife. She was like, "Why are you still watching cartoons?" Like, because they're Thank good. Because they're good, wife. Because they're really good. Thank you very much. You can be watching like all of this other right now when we're like in the golden age of television, where there's so many good <laughs> oh, shows. I keep hearing about on, like all of these networks. I could be like, you know, making your mind grow and expand. And now you're watching Ducktales. <laughs> I'm watching Game of Thrones. Get off my back. It's fine. It's a perfect, it's a broadly <laughs> fine show. It's an adult show, then we're okay. Yeah, Denise. Okay, boomer. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even watch cartoons when I was a kid. I mean, like, cartoons like are so lame. I'm sorry. No, they're not. They're the best. Dwayne the Gronk Johnson. I listened to podcasts about them. Dwayne the Gronk Johnson. What oh, cliches in wrestling? You're killing me here. You're literally physically killing me. What a Cartoon is an amazing podcast series. Bob Mackey and Henry Gilbert do an amazing show on cartoons, like from that period of time. Actually, in cartoon history in general, like they are doing amazing work. Each episode is like two and a half hours long as well. It's just, it's one of the highlights of my week is getting that podcast in my feed. They're great. They did a four hour episode recently on like Shrek and they did like a nearly like four hour one on a goofy movie. It's just, it's amazing stuff, man. Look, how many podcasts a week do you listen to? Oh man, if you want to see my podcast listening feed, I, I subscribe to too many podcasts. You've, I feel like you're always listening to a podcast. That's because I, I usually am. It's like pretty much how I spend most of my, where's my shows? Um, so, you listen to podcasts while you're working? Oh no, I can't listen to it while I'm working, but like these are all like the shows that I'm subscribed to. Oh my God. How do you have like all this time? Some of them are my own Amazing. shows because I can make... And yet some of those are my own shows. That's because I want to make sure that they do go live. And it's a good way to check. Um, do you listen yeah, like, to your own shows? I don't listen to I don't, them. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to my own shows, no. no they basically just weird. go in, they go in there. And as soon as I get the notification that it's gone live, that's me to be like, cool, that went live. I can, I'll I can take it that to make sure it works and that I didn't upload the wrong audio. <laughs> I, oh, did I never that. Even that far. I don't want to talk about what happened to me this weekend. I do not even want to talk about what I did this weekend. I what did you do this weekend? Instead of downloading an audio file, I downloaded where the audio MP3 file is supposed to go. I downloaded a thumbnail, <laughs> an image, and yeah. it broke the whole system. So, yeah. Oh, Denise. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, What cliches in wrestling do you hate the most? So, I'm guessing yours is when they have their entrance music play before they come out to make a save. Um, yeah, sure Dwayne says, Dwayne says, I hate it when all the baby faces get along with each other and all the heels get along with each other simply because they need to do tag matches on Raw and SmackDown. Those people just happen to be feuding at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, my one there is um, no continuity in characters. So like when um, when the New Day were tagging with RK Bro the other week, I just I was like, why is Kofi OK with this? Like, why is Kofi not like 
real mad that he's having to tag with Randy Orton, who he, like they had an intense rivalry, like, and they picked that up like a week later. But in that one week, it was like they're not making a single like it doesn't feel like that was ever part of their characters. You know, my minus two. I wish that they presented uh the backstage interviewers as legit reporters because i yeah. and i hate when the wrestlers are like oh aren't you supposed to be a journalist or a reporter i'm like bro if they really were you would not be talking to them like this i feel like they gotta find a way to make it like believable that so and so really is trying to get the scoop you know like in a more believable way yeah, that's a really good one, actually. Like, uh, yeah, backstage interviews feeling like actual people as opposed to my guest at this time. It's the 16-time world champion, Randy Orton. Then Randy Orton walks in and is like, Randy, you are having a match tonight. What are your thoughts on the match? And it, yeah, I would, I'd like to see a bit of a pizzazz about them, getting them over. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I just feel like it should be come across as like more... I don't know, like just make it more serious, like something you would see, like if you're actually watching real life sports, you know? Uh, Flame Inc. says, I'm starting to think this Alexa Bliss is a curse in WWE. Here are my notes. Alexa Bliss teams with Cross, then Cross becomes MIA. Bliss joins Bray, he becomes a jobber. Fiend and Bliss feud with Retribution. What have they done? Did they feud with Retribution? I don't remember that one. Question. Um, Flame Inc. uh, thinks that Alexa Bliss is a curse in WWE. Uh, I don't remember Bliss and Fiend feuding with Retribution, though. Uh, Bliss feuds with Asuka. She becomes the bottom of the totem pole. Bliss feuds with Randy. He's now uh, denied a title match and is put into a comedy tag team. Um, I mean, I will say that the Randy thing is great. Like This is the most I've enjoyed Randy Orton in months with him teaming with RK Bro. Uh, Yeah, I think that is, again, it's causation correlation, perhaps. (laughs) Causation correlation throws me off. I don't think the Alexa Bliss thing is a curse, though. No. I just think they need to re- rewire it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, LJ Mickey said, uh, okay, so we've actually got a few questions about this. Um, so uh, buckle up. I hope you're into this. or I hope you're curious. Since it's Eurovision, I have to ask as a European and Finn, does Luke watch Eurovision? And has Denise ever heard of it? If not, I'm sure Luke can explain it. I recommend every American to watch Eurovision. It's highly entertaining. Thanks for the content. Jam that jam. Is Denise uh, still with me or is she? Oh, no, I think Denise might be frozen. She's actually missed out on the Europe. Or am I the one that's frozen? Better check. Is it me? Nope, it's not me. It's okay. I'm still here, I think. But Denise is frozen. Uh, Oh, man. We were talking about Eurovision as well. To answer your question, though, LJ Mickey, I am a fan of Eurovision. I think it is terrible TV. That's awesome at the same time that it's just wonderfully silly it's wonderfully i'm just gonna take denise out of the stream and stop making it look very silly there uh it is wonderfully silly it is wonderfully sort of over the top it is the, the costumes and the lighting and the stage productions and this and the other it is very very enjoyable from an ironic standpoint i wouldn't say that i watch eurovision um because i want to hear the songs I kind of want to watch Eurovision for the spectacle 
of Eurovision, I guess. There isn't many years where I'm watching Eurovision. I'm like, oh, well, there's uh, 10 new tracks to go on a playlist. I'd say you're probably lucky if you get one in uh, a whole year, really. But you know what? It's like me and Ollie uh, used to watch Eurovision together and it would be getting drunk and watching Eurovision. And that was always a great evening. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of fun to be had within Eurovision. Um, I am now very much doing this show on my own, it would seem. I'm going to save these Eurovision questions, uh, everyone, until uh, if Denise comes back. Um, Patrick Cooper says, hello, my favorite Rust Talk presenters. Are you guys surprised that the first AEW three-way championship matches Orange Cassidy, Pack, and Omega? Nothing wrong with them, but I thought Cassidy, uh, I thought instead of Cassidy, they might have a more serious competitor. I think the whole reason Cassidy's in there is because it's like, Cassidy's almost the perfect person to put into a three-way match because you wouldn't expect him to be in that sort of three-way match. Man, doing a show on your own is really hard. I don't know how Denise does this. So yeah, I would say that like Cassidy's almost perfect to go into that role. I might be off base on that one, but I I, I really like that it's Cassidy in a role. If anything, Pac's the one that feels like the odd man out in all of this because it feels like it's a feud between Omega and Cassidy and Pac is just sort of on the periphery, which is a shame, really. Now, look at that. The views are actually going up now that it's uh, just me on my own. Uh, Mr. Smith said, um, I ragged yesterday watching the review of Dynamite. I know you and Ollie are British, but uh, damn it, don't you ever call Jordan's trainers what the F are these? There's Jordan's. I demand you go back and edit this blasphemous comments. Um, okay, well, trainers uh, are what you would call sneakers, I guess is what we just, we call them trainers here in the UK. So, if I see a pair of trainers, I'm going to call them trainers. I We don't call them by brands. Like I don't want to say like, oh, it's a pair of Adidas. I would say, nope, that's a pair of trainers. Um, Eco, Eco, uh, Echo of Echo says, Denise has never, I think Denise has seen the Fresh Prince. She just didn't see that reunion special that they aired last year. Uh, New Prank Rant said, my favorite, uh, my favorite era of wrestling was Juventus Guerrero's running WCW. Even the bad stuff was entertaining to seven-year-old me. Bray Wyatt debut, first burial. Uh, my all-time favorite is AEW since day one. Typing this in my brand new Juventus shirt. Love you all. I very much appreciate your love for Hoobintu Guerrero and New Punk Rants. Joe Strike said, I'd rather see Miz versus Damian Priest and nothing will change that for a lot of people. Never watch him outside of Raw, so I don't know what you see in him yet, but it pretty much looks like he was only pushed for Bad Bunny and now they've got no use for him. Uh, Joe, I think that's massively unfair, pal. That's so, so unfair to Damian Priest that like you haven't seen anything in him. It's because he hasn't done anything. That's not that's not Priest's fault. Like It's not his fault that he's done Jack diddly dick since he got there is because all he's done is few he's had matches with the same people week after week after week so i think that's very very unfair to kind of hate on priest on that like particularly with all the great stuff that he did in um in nxt but like in particular the great stuff he did in roh as punishment martinez so i think that that's that's slightly unfair um cm chris hello luke and denise hope you have a lovely birthday denise i'll tell her when she's back impact wrestling last night was so good especially the moose callus kenny progmo segment also the commercial for samiversary was changed with some new teases added uh, and the title change as well so there's some really good stuff with that uh the impact show like they're doing like impact is it's a real shame at the moment isn't it because like they've been in this situation now for the last few years where they're doing great shows but people have sort of already given up on it like tna sort of had the chance and they blew it they brought in the wrong people to run the company and it backfired and now it's kind of like it's it's almost like a poison chalice even when they're doing really good stuff it's they're just sort of like pissing into the wind they are they're, they're putting um cordial in the ocean and expecting it to taste fruity 
it's not really having the impact impact that it should have. And it's a shame because it's a great show. It's just the, yeah, not, not many people are really watching it at the moment. Um, WTVS said, um, I think Jimmy versus Jay at Hell in a Cell. I'm still waiting on Nia Jax and Tamina to turn on their tag partners and join Roman's faction. I don't know if they'll join Roman's faction. I guess, I mean, I suppose they could because they're all in that sort of same um, dynasty. But like, yeah, I, I certainly could see Nia and Tamina would you want to turn Tamina heel at this point, though? Like, she's got fans behind her. So, like, do you want to turn her heel and just have her team with Nia Jax? That might undo, like, a lot of the goodwill that she's currently got. Uh, Joshua Shepard says, I'm 43 and looking forward to the new He-Man cartoon on Netflix. I think some people don't want others to have fun. Denise, love your guys' shows. Well, we love you as well, Joshua Shepard. I'm also looking forward to that He-Man show. It could be, though, because I am a bit of a Kevin Smith mark. Um, oh man, Denise has messed me actually. Her power went out. It wasn't her internet. The whole house went out of power. Uh, I'll just message her saying, Come back if you can, but no worries. If not, smiley face. Uh, right, where are we? Um, yeah, I'm also looking forward to that show. Wrestling Talk Sign Guy uh, said, I just bought a new doormat and found out the previous homeowner had a second, smaller doormat <laughs> underneath the first. Money in the bank. Very, very good wrestling talk sign guy. Uh, Bacon Rash has said, afternoon both. Just wondering what your thoughts are on... Um, <laughs> Bacon Rash has sent this question yesterday to try and uh, trip Ollie up. But not me, because I am going to get through this. Just wondering what your thoughts are on Page and Cage versus Cage and Page in a cage. Cool that... Cool that Paige helped Cage. I would have liked Cage and Paige together as Paige don't fit with Sky for me. Make me rage. Paige Cage back again. Jam that intangible. Ha <laughs> ha. I only tripped up once there. Uh, Misha said, your description of Eurovision would equally apply to pro wrestling. The more I think about it, the more parallels become apparent. Uh, well, I would agree with you there, Misha. The difference between Eurovision and uh, wrestling is that Eurovision has good commentary and uh wrestling tends not to and the commentary of eurovision actually amplifies the show which i don't think you could say for a lot of pro wrestling and lastly uh wrestling talk sign guy says there's a convention where i live this weekend with Britt baker do you have any suggestions for questions to ask her should i ask her if she'll do quizzle mania i'm going dressed, to, uh, dressed up as adam page and hoping people buy me a beer um so with Quizzlemania and AEW, there have been, uh, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain slightly, there have always been sort of like chats in the periphery. Problem is, is that we're on the same night that AEW Dynamite is. So it's not easy for uh, AEW people, AEW stars to be on Quizzlemania. And we were in a period where like, where they do a live show and then a tape show, our show were also live the same weeks that theirs was live so it just kind of like never really works out but we have got plans for like future guests on quizlemania in fact actually the next couple of lineups we've got quizlemania people coming up is really really strong or some really cool people coming up uh so i had some more questions about uh did i have any more questions i'm pretty sure we had some questions about eurovision uh moderators that i didn't answer they were from dan so I'm going to re-highlight those so I can see them. Uh, Mayor Painsville Dan says, Hey guys, happy birthday, Denise. I hope everyone, including Luke, has a pleasant day. Opening things is too uh, too quick too soon. Look at uh, ESC. One of the, oh, Eurovision Song Contest. Iceland is now out of COVID. Um, to have something that is maybe interesting for Denise here, talking about Eurovision, the Flowrider has qualified for San Marino, apparently. Well, like the Flowrider. Has he really? Um, so, well, there you go. Uh, looks like we're not going to get Denise yet. Denise can't even get back in. Um, I'm just going to, I'll tell her it's, it's okay to not worry about it. 
Thank you so much for joining us here, though. Thank you for kind of putting up with me for the last portion of this show on my own. I've never done that before, and it's actually quite terrifying. My throat hurts a little bit. Thank you for watching, though. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the small SmackDown. Sorry, I've even lost my train of thought. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown podcast with those dickhead intangibles, Pete and Tempest. And then on uh, Tuesday, we'll be back with the Raw review. But... Hey, everyone, head on over to No Rolls Barred because on Sunday on our board game channel, we're going to be doing a 10 hour live stream of us playing board games live. It's going to be so much fun to celebrate them hitting 50,000 subscribers. I'm going to be there from like uh, one until three, I think. Ollie's there from 11 till one. Adam is there all day. Laurie's there all day. Pete's joining in. We've got Rosie. We've got Tom. We've got Sullivan. We've got Blair. We've got all of your favorite members, even John, from the No Rolls Bar community. I love John. So yeah, please do check that out. It's going to be a really, really fun time. And please head on over to Cineworld as well if you'd enjoy me talking about movies, because me and Laurie Blake are back doing What's On at Cineworld, which is our show we do for Cineworld Cinemas here in the UK, talking about movies, talking about what's on at the cinema at the moment. So please go and check that out. We're talking about uh, the phase four trailer that they put out a couple of weeks ago for Marvel and those little teasers of the Fantastic Four. So yeah, uh, I'll, our moderators will be putting the links for that in the chat. I nearly did a good outro there, but you know what? I love all of you. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, genuinely, I love each and every one who's been watching the show and has stuck with me for the end of this stream. Really appreciate every single person, all of you, every single one of you. Hope you all know that you're a great, great person. And I hope you all have great weekends. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.